0: Hey y'all, it's Danielle. Welcome to episode 5. The point of this episode, you ask? Basically, sugar is Satan. We review and talk about the documentary Fed Up, released in 2014. As you'll find out, health and wellness is an issue that I'm working on being better about and it's particularly close to Tykeen's heart. Wink, wink. Also, you'll notice that the sound quality is much better this episode, as we finally ended our seemingly never-ending search for the right mics, thanks to our newest sponsors. So, this episode is being brought to you by Virginia Family Services. Alright y'all, let's eat.
1: So, last week week's episode
0: right which just dropped actually i mean it's only going to be a week in between episodes so for real for real by the time they hear this it'll have just dropped
1: so hot off the press episode (laughs) four was about gun control a large part of it
0: oh it had to be there was so much craziness going on like through orlando pulse nightclub i'm really excited to hear
1: chicago has had uh, more murders this year than ever before right
0: yeah it's actually kind of con- out of control but i think i need to read up of. on a you know what i meant it's really out of control okay but i really feel like i need to read a little bit more about it to make sure that i just you know i'm, I'm not out of pocket when i speak on it
1: the republicans say that that is out of control because the police don't feel supported
0: okay this is i thought it was the fbi director that said that is he a republican
1: I mean, that's what like Fox We should probably knows, look that you know, up. I'm Republicans are consistently saying that this is the Because they feel officers, threatened. The police officers don't feel supported.
0: So, they're just not going to do their job.
1: They aren't being proactive. Uh, because when they're proactive, you know, like they shoot people Like shoot
0: people shooting people in the back?
1: Yeah, Laquan McDonald.
0: Well, yeah, I'm just saying maybe if, if you don't shoot people in the back or profile people then you have all the support in the world for me but if you're a part of that you probably weren't protecting me anyway for real for real
1: so last week we talked a little bit about gun control and senator chris murphy the junior senator from connecticut right turned all the way up
0: all the way up it was actually kind of crazy
1: like 15 16 hour filibuster Basically, he pulled his Melly Grant.
0: No, he definitely did. And it was amazing. But
1: there were no results.
0: There was absolutely no results. And I feel so bad saying stuff like there's no results. But last week, I was just like, after Sandy Hook, after they let 20, kids, 20 children, like elementary school children, they, it was mute. Like there was no, it, nothing was going to happen from it.
1: Guns don't kill people. People kill people.
0: You can get out. You like that there's the door, but for real,
1: so with Mark's recommendation last week, I've been thinking extensively about becoming a card carrying member of the NRA,
0: which makes sense, but if you know where do you know where your money's going? Is your money going in the pockets of all those people who just voted against all of those amendments?
1: Well, I was thinking that if I join and then you join,
0: then I join what?
1: And then mark joins. Do you
0: know how much money I make? I'm a teacher.
1: It's
0: $40. $40. A That's groceries.
1: Maybe we'll get a sponsor for it. That
0: sounds about right.
1: Hey, how do we sound? <laughs> we got sponsors, y'all. Hey.
0: <laughs> so,
1: you know, if all of us join, you know, I have like 4,000 Facebook friends.
0: I don't have that many Facebook friends. So, I stopped using my Facebook in like 2012 but let me and get then to my got story. back on it.
1: Let me get to my story, But please. people
0: need to understand why you have more Facebook friends than I do.
1: If 25% of my friends joined the NRA with me and then they like voted for me to be the chairman, then we could get some things changed.
0: They're not going to let you be the chairman of the NRA. All they have to do is listen to this podcast.
1: We take them to a new direction.
0: Okay, do they want to be taken in that new direction?
1: No. It's, it's strength in numbers. No. Strength in You're numbers. You're tripping. They only have five. Get million. your life right. They only have five million members.
0: These are the moments where I'd be like, Coop, you need to be realistic. I am. They only have five million voters? I mean, members? Yes, that's all. Okay, so they have five million members. You get, what would you say, 25% of your Facebook followers? Yeah. And that's gonna be enough to vote you in as chairman.
1: No, that's just a story. It's a movement. It's strength in numbers. Like you have to be optimistic and realistic. They will run you
0: out. Don't even play those games.
1: Listen, maybe I can be a speaker at the DNC this summer.
0: I don't. I can't even discuss this with you because he's being ridiculous. Hey, but in case you didn't know, everyone listening, they did try to put up some amendments in them. light of uh, the Pulse nightclub massacre
1: four of them actually
0: yeah so all four of them failed (laughs) surprise (laughs) like i don't even know like it's like a laugh to keep from crying (laughs) like all four of them failed and it's out of control i know i say everything's out of control and i say everything's kind of crazy but this is like legitimately out of control like you have senators who voted against allowing an attorney general to stop transfer of firearms to suspected terrorists. That amendment failed 47 to 53. Like, what?
1: However, the opponents of that bill said that they are all for terrorists not being allowed to buy guns. But But, yet, but not American citizens. Skirt? So I guess they think the American citizens can't be terrorists. Hashtag, sway. hashtag Pulse nightclub. Shooting.
0: Hashtag how how sway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because they say that some American citizens are put on this list erroneously. Well, apparently the the shooter from. Orlando, he was on the list and then he was taken off.
0: Right. And then he got access to everything legally. But you also need to do background checks like the amendment that had where senators who were supposed to be voting for expanding background checks to all gun sales failed 44 to 56. Like we can't even get background checks. Come on.
1: You know, I, I find it ironic that these same people, senators in Congress, men and women, they are representatives, right? Right. And so they're supposed to represent our interests.
0: Which, shout out to the senators from Virginia.
1: Yeah, we can talk about that at the latest.
0: <laughs> well, they voted.
1: They haven't consistently voted. No, they
0: haven't. I'm talking about these past four amendments, though. Yeah. Like, the most recent votes.
1: But my point was, nearly 90% of Americans support more rigorous laws in relations to guns. But... The U.S. Senate consistently fails to represent their constituents. And, you know, my hope is that this year's election, um, not only will we win the White House, but hopefully we can take back the Senate. But the
0: question is, like, why are they failing to represent their constituents? Like the NRA, one of the like the most helpful Twitter accounts that I've been following to help me understand what's going on has been Igor Volsky. I think I told y'all I pronounce everything wrong. It's at I-G-O-R-V-O-L-S-K-Y. He has gone through everything extensively as related to like these amendments, which senator who voted against background checks, how like which ones got funding from the NRA. And according to him, all of them who voted against the like half of these amendments at least half of these amendments got money from the nra except for one so he's just talking about how senators are in like politicians pockets i mean how politicians are in the nra's pockets but like that's stuff that we already know
1: yeah and so there are two things that we can do immediately okay um number one number one we can get out and vote this year and vote these people out of office and number two we can become card carrying members of the nra and not give to these people
0: right but until we have the takeover where are our funds going
1: oh the the funds are definitely going to them but exactly i mean you can win elections without we need to come in like
0: with the but we also need to understand that like it's not just a 2016 election like people don't register that it's not it's just not enough just to vote for president you have to vote for your legislators, like the Congress members.
1: Oh, so you mean the people that actually make the laws? The people
0: who actually make the laws and vote on the laws. Like the president can set the agenda. That's a part of his executive power. He does that in the State of the Union. like. But his job is to execute the laws and to enforce the laws, not make the laws. There's nothing we can do unless you vote for your Congress members.
1: You know, I like for us to have a show about community civics and teaching people about oh you
0: know i can do that
1: oh really oh really I, I didn't know you were a teacher i
0: definitely do that for a living get at me visit me in room 210 uh well i'll teach anybody who wants to learn
1: isn't school over
0: school's over Sp- yeah but i'm saying september hit me up but that's right before elections
1: class is now in session so did you see obama like he turned <laughs> up this week. He's
0: been turning up a lot lately, but not over everything that I want him to, but he definitely did turn up this week.
2: We can't beat ISIL unless we call them radical Islamists. What exactly would using this label accomplish? What exactly would it change? Would it make ISIL less committed to trying to kill Americans? Would it bring in more allies? Is there a military
0: strategy that is served by this?
1: What would you want to turn up
0: over? Oh, you know, deportations, illegal holdings, but that's not relevant right now. Um, we could talk about that at a different day.
1: That's capitalism.
0: Um. Okay, he needs to turn up on capitalism.
1: I'm saying, I mean-
0: Hashtag, Bernie, where you at? Hashtag voting for Jill Stein right now.
1: We're, we're not going to do this. You, you, are, you are not going to get my blood pressure. Hashtag
0: up Jill, not Hill. But. <laughs> He's so upset with me, you guys. But I'm so serious. Hillary Scott told November, step your game up.
1: We will earn your vote. But. <laughs> let's just call a spade a spade here you know you say that the republicans have the nra in their pocket
0: or the nra has the republicans in their pocket
1: yes so who says that ice some of these ice facilities are private who said that hey you know obama's hand isn't in their cookie jar
0: it might be that's that's what's disconcerting i need him to turn up okay prove to me President Obama, I would like you to prove to me, not that he really cares about proving anything to me, but I'm just saying. It's his third term. I mean, dang, <laughs> it's his second he term. Has,
1: he has two, three terms?
0: Oh, yeah, Hillary's coming. <laughs> Hashtag Jill Not Hill. <laughs> Speaker, this is
2: the fight. It is not an opinion. We must remove the blinders. The time for silence and patience is long gone. We are calling on the leadership of the House to bring common sense gun control legislation to the House floor. Right. Give us a vote. Right. Let us vote. We came here to do our job. We came here to work. The American people demand an action. Do we have the courage? Do we have raw courage? to make at least a down payment on ending gun violence in America. We can no longer wait. We can no longer be patient. So today we come to the well of the house to dramatize the need for action. Not next month, not next year, but now, today. Sometimes you have to do something out of the ordinary. Sometimes you have to make a way out of nowhere. We have been too quiet for too long. Right. There comes a time when you have to say something, when you have to make a little noise. Yes. That's right. When you have to move your feet. This is the time. Now is the time to get in the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. The time to act is now. We will be silent. No more. The time for silence is over. Thank you, Mr. Speaker.
1: Have you come across anything interesting? Anything that you recommend?
0: Well, there's something that I just like relating off of what we just finished talking about relating to like gun control, gun violence. I haven't actually seen this, but I'm super interested in it. There's this new documentary about gun violence within America that was recently released in January that I really want to see called Under the Gun. But that is a perfect segue to plug us into our next uh, our next topic, which is this crazy documentary that. We just finished watching.
1: Yeah, so I had Netflix. I don't know about you, because I I saw, had to I <clears> saw <throat> you on Twitter, yo, bootlegging Netflix. But <laughs> at any rate, I just
0: needed to see one movie. <laughs> one movie. Thank you for the Netflix password. You know who you are.
1: So, <laughs> did you sign out of Netflix when you after you watched the movie?
0: That's not relevant right now. <laughs> whether or not I signed out or not. I mean, who cares, really, honestly. I just need to see that movie.
1: So one of our loyal listeners and uh, Twitter followers, Ruby, we love you. I recommended that we watch Fed Up.
0: So Fed Up is a documentary, an American documentary film that... Basically was just released, well not just released, but it was released in 2014 and it indulges in the obesity, quote unquote, epidemic that is currently plaguing the United States. So guys, if you've never seen it or you really don't want to, because I know how I am when I listen to movie reviews, if I haven't already seen it, I'm probably not going to. You should go see it. The moral of the story, the moral of this movie is that sugar is Satan. Hold on. Satanic. On. It Hold is on. a problem and a half times two.
1: But I thought that the first lady said we just need to move and
0: see, and they come, uh, and it just broke my heart because I am watching this film, guys. And if you are a Michelle Obama lover, it's good, it's gonna make you sad. I, I was so here for Michelle; she failed us. But we're gonna get into that. Let's just get into it right now. So basically. Michelle Obama, like all first ladies, has like a... A pet project. A pet project, yes. So hers, I'm sure you guys all know, is the Let's Move campaign. And within the Let's Move campaign, her goal was to...
1: Decrease childhood obesity. Yes,
0: decrease childhood obesity from what she said at all costs. And so the way that she has gone about this has been through like... Healthy eating practices, more so portion sizes and, and extra snack,
1: snack machines out of the schools. Right.
0: So, filmmaker Stephanie Skotig, is that how you say scotig Skotig? Y'all know I can't pronounce nothing. Anything. Yes. Soak Tig. Soak Tig. And uh, journalist Katie Kirk, who narrates it. Hey, Katie girl. They basically joined forces to tell us that we've all been bamboozled by the weight loss industry. Hoodwinked. Yeah, you can up. see that in the Michelle Obama Let's Move campaign. It is crazy. I had my mind blown by this movie. I was like live tweeting it and then... Whoa, your mind was blown? My mind was blown. I don't know if you guys know, but that was my mind blowing. <laughs> Wow. So, basically, they they tell you that the villain that we need to be concerned about isn't fat. It's sugar.
1: Yeah, they really started off kind of talking about fitness and uh, the misconceptions about caloric intake.
0: Oh, yeah. So, basically, in the past 30 years, we've gone from having 1 in 20 kids be overweight to 1 in 5 being overweight. And more people are now dying in the United States of obesity rather than starvation for like the first time ever. So one of the biggest things that really drew me into this movie was they said everything that we've thought about the solutions we've been trying to create related to caloric intake have been completely wrong. They're not solutions at all.
1: Yeah. And a lot of them are just unrealistic. Oh, yeah. Like. What was it one donut was like an hour and a half on the bike
0: oh yeah in order to eat like get rid of like one no it's like one ounce coke they said equals biking for an hour and 20 minutes oh i was thinking about donuts because coop just tempted me guys we i we just finished watching fed up i did so good today i was like i'm not gonna eat sugar i'm gonna be on my best behavior we're driving And he's like, oh, you see that Krispy Kreme?
1: (laughs) And so financially, it made more sense to get a dozen.
0: I just wanted one donut. I let the record show that I said, if we get donuts, I want one donut. Just one.
1: So we go, I order a dozen donuts and... They give us the wrong donuts, so we ended up with two dozen.
0: Yeah, so he's gonna take those home with him to Farmville because that's not the life I live anymore. So, basically, let, before we even like super super jump into this, I want to give like a caveat: this is not an attempt to fat shame. Like us reviewing this movie of Fed Up and sharing this information about like obesity and being overweight is not an attempt to uh, to fat shame and it's not our intention to be fat phobic
1: and and honestly i love bodies like
0: (laughs) oh we know
1: and they deserve to be loved and cherished because i mean i love people no matter who they are where they're from what they look like what size they wear
0: and you know to be honest like to be you know keep all the way 100 like i'm working through fat shaming myself like it's something that i've become more conscious of not only just through this movie but just you know in life that sometimes society has taught us that we devalue certain bodies based on what society dictates is like the perfect shape and to say that i don't occasionally have to work myself out of fat shaming would be to lie to myself, would be a lie to everybody, and I'm not there yet. But thank you I, for that line to us. Oh my gosh Coop, thank you for sitting on your holier than thou <laughs> stoop. But all I'm saying is like, I am making a conscious effort to change my mindset and my values. So instead of fat shaming, this is actually an attempt to help spread the word. And you know, just help all bodies become healthy bodies, not to value certain bodies over others.
1: Yeah, and to be honest with you, I'm going to hold you accountable.
0: You better hold me accountable. Because yeah. I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to be better.
1: Do more than just try.
0: <laughs> okay, thank you. See, so you see how he treats me? I'm out here bearing my soul to the people. And he's over here acting like he's, okay, I'm done. Move on. I can't.
1: <laughs> so the movie really made me reflect on how much negative imagery we are fed of people who are overweight. Yeah. So we always hear terms like BBW or they lazy or, you know, they have no self control or, or slothful.
0: No resolve. Yeah. That they just like, they're not meant or cut out to do like crazy, like really great things. But the movie Fed Up, I think, if anything, tells you, it really shows us how much of it is like an addiction, how food can be an addiction and how it's really, really hard. Throughout the movie, they concentrate on kids.
1: Yeah. well, And, you know, something else that I really appreciated about the movie was them telling us that, hey, we've been doing this wrong forever. Right. We always hear, just eat less, exercise more. That's or, the mantra. <laughs> or, you know, this whole energy balance, you know, you have to work off the calories that you intake. Right. Um, and it gets extremely annoying and you know hey you know myself i'm getting back to where i once was so you know i'm riding my bike and stuff but plugging in calories on apps on my phone but
0: right so for me this made
1: me look at it completely different
0: for me after watching fed up this morning i got up and i registered for my first half marathon oh like for real no invite um are you going to run half marathon with
1: me? I might walk it, but... You, you're
0: not allowed to walk it. Like, it legit says so on the website.
1: That's discrimination. <laughs>
0: you're not allowed to walk the half marathon.
1: That's discrimination. Like,
0: I signed up for the training team, and the two options are novice and intermediate for the training team. In order to be considered a novice runner, you have to run two to four times a week, averaging 15 miles a week. To even be considered on the training team to get you to finish the, the half marathon.
1: Can I ride my bike in
0: the marathon? No. What?
1: Oh.
0: (laughs) You would run people over.
1: So much for her and her negative imagery.
0: I'm just saying you would on your bike. Like, what if I'm too slow? I'm running. You're on a bicycle. Coop just got a new bike, so he thinks that he's, like, supposed to bike everywhere. Although, we we have made it a goal. We're going to bike to Williamsburg
1: from richmond
0: from richmond
1: 55 miles
0: get this life right
1: we aren't gonna make it back but i don't know if you all knew this and this was new to me before watching fed up right prior to 1953 people were taught and told that they shouldn't exercise you know they said exercise lowered your sex drive led to heart attacks
0: Which is crazy because now that's the exact opposite. Like people are like exercise to increase your sex drive, exercise to prevent a heart attack. So, and I knew that this that was something that like was discouraged for like upper class women in particular. They were you know because we were thought to suffer from hysteria and and exercise would make it even that much worse. So you're
1: upper class woman.
0: Do uh, you know what I'm talking about? Like women in general? Because technically, they would not have been assessing me at all. Upper class white women, let's be real.
1: So basically, you're going to be voting for Trump. I knew it.
0: I'm knew voting it. for Jill Stein. Dr. Jill Stein of the Green Party.
1: So after a study produced by. <laughs> you
0: see how he ignored me?
1: <laughs> by, by Jean Mayer in 1953 lab rats who exercise more balance their weight better.
0: Yeah, so that was something that he discovered. Everything in this, I think, Fed Up movie has to do with, like, lab rats. So PETA, don't come for us.
1: Revolution. This is a revolution. (laughs) (laughs) So, between 1980 and 2000, memberships to gyms more than doubled.
0: As a result of all of that study, it's like we have, like, a weight loss revolution.
1: So, you I guess... When I read that, I pressed pause. I was like, you know, really, what's the point of this movie? So, why,
0: why are we watching it anymore? Yeah. No.
1: I, you know, I was thinking to myself, like, hey, you know, people are exercising more. We have a healthier populace. And everybody's going to live longer, which we are living longer we now. We
0: are living longer, but.
1: And we're going to live happily ever after. But. I was wrong.
0: We are totally wrong. Like, you would think, I might, oh, my gosh, my mind was blown. I was like, okay, 1980, 2000, memberships to gyms, more than doubled. Good, right? Your wrong. mind
1: was already blown, so it was blown again.
0: Not, my mind gets blown multiple times a day, actually. Let me live.
1: DMs open, y'all.
0: <laughs> Stop throwing me under the bus.
1: <laughs> so... During that same time frame, 1980 to 2000, we've also seen the American waistline double.
0: Yeah. Two out of three people in America are deemed either overweight or obese.
1: Now, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Two
0: out of three in America.
1: I think that's probably a little misleading. In you the know? United States. You know, um, <laughs> back then they were wearing pleated pants. Now they're wearing flat front. Look. Look. You know, I mean, don't make
0: excuses.
1: We're more muscular now. Don't make excuses. I'm I'm going to be honest with you. Even when I was like super skinny with a big head, I was still overweight on every chart in the doctor's office.
0: Really? Yeah. I just know I need to get this like my belly fat needs to go. I've been watching Sierra music videos since I finished watching fed up to get my abs right. I'm almost there. I got I got like 5 more abs to do before I got a Sierra stomach. <laughs> Goals.
1: <laughs> Sometimes I look at Sierra's music videos
0: <laughs> <laughs> on silent. <laughs> I use it for motivation.
1: So do I. <laughs> so we we talked about it briefly earlier, but you know let's really look into this they said in fed up that it was virtually impossible to balance every calorie in versus a calorie out
0: yeah it's it's really hard to even record it even though like all the calorie apps and things like that that we have you can't account for literally every calorie
1: so you know we heard a 20 ounce coke you have to bike an hour and 20 minutes to work a 20 ounce coke off And, you know, to be honest with you, every time I ride my bike, and right now I'm just riding like an hour at a time because it's hot out there.
0: Not only that, it hurts your butt. I went bike riding for like 15 miles a couple weeks ago. Was walking crazy for a while.
1: Well, see, that's why if you're a real biker, you get cycling shorts.
0: So Coop, again, just bought this bike and is already referring to himself as a real biker let the record show he bought this bike like last week
1: so you get cycling shorts and there's a pad
0: so, oh yeah that's why i do squats though i'm trying to build a natural pad
1: wow <laughs> so one squats coat, in
0: the morning squats at night
1: one coat equals biking for an hour and 20 minutes right one cookie just one cookie like i mean who eats one cookie like no one eats one cookie yeah especially those girl scout cookies
0: oh my god thin mints take me to a different place man
1: those truffles man like (laughs) you know i'm i'm so disciplined now like (laughs) What I do, like, I have to take them out and leave. Like, I always eat Girl Scout cookies when I leave the house. I can't get any
0: more. You know, for the longest time, I was a Girl Scout, and I used to call them (laughs) trefoils. Oh, really? I used to be like, hey, you want some trefoils? And my mom would be like, you're embarrassing me.
1: (laughs) You probably didn't tell it either. (laughs) (laughs) One medium French fry requires one hour and 20 minutes of swimming. Just a medium, you know. I mean, think about all those people that supersize it.
0: Right. right. No, I like it has me super conscious because I always felt like, oh, I'm going to eat and then let me go exercise. Oh, I worked that off. Nope. That's not how it works. One cookie, 20 minutes of running. That's like it takes me what, like 1730 to run two miles. That's over two miles of straight running. Yeah. Two miles for one cookie. What did I burn off? Nothing
1: so but but then they did give us some good news
0: that's what's holding me back from my sierra stomach
1: they did give us some good news them cookies all calories aren't equal yeah they're not and so i really wish that they would have given us a different like name for calories here
0: or so we could like differentiate fed up here's some feedback (laughs) we need different names for different calories help us out yeah. well they do they have like the monosaturated the polysaturated but that's just too complex yeah too but, complicated i
1: mean we don't see that on the back of like the cookie wrapper they just say calories
0: oh true i think they do break it down a little bit no they do that with fat like trans fat yeah. stuff like that yeah you're right you're right
1: some calories turn the food into fat so we can digest it basically right Almonds, for example, can't be immediately absorbed by the liver, takes longer to process, and won't turn into fat immediately.
0: Right, because like because of the fiber, it, it kind of settles in your stomach. And then it allows your stomach to actually start to break it up so it gets all of the nutrients out of it. But sugar doesn't work like that. Mm. So like, fed up blew my mind. Because everybody loves sugar. Who doesn't like sugar? Have you ever met someone who's like, I don't like sugar? Not like I'm diabetic or I can't have sugar, but like I don't like sugar. Never. Never. No one has. You're a liar if you say that. But like sugar, it doesn't work like, say, almonds or other things like calories that are brought in with fiber. So when your liver is overloaded, so there's too much sugar and to give you an example where it's supposed to be recommended three well not three where it's recommended that we have nine to ten grams of sugar a day mind you y'all one blow pop is 13 grams of sugar get your lives right but it when it when our liver's overloaded the pancreas jumps in to help according to fed up and then the insulin turns that sugar into fat like almost instantly and then on top of that, your insulin blocks transmitters in our brains from telling us when we're actually full, which is crazy. So our intake of sugar is so high, and that's part of the reason why we're we have all this extra fat. You can cut back on calories all you want to, but if your calories aren't like based in something that's heavier, it's just gonna it's gonna turn straight into fat.
1: So basically, you're saying that we just need. More fiber in our our diet.
0: Well, it's just not just fiber in our diets. Like we got to cut other stuff out. Like processed food is out of control. Can you have fiber? Yeah, you have all those like, think about it. I eat so many different like nutra bars or some type of bars where it's like 10 blah, 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 fiber, rich in fiber. And then turn around and it's got like 23 grams of sugar on the back. That's sloppy,
1: but I thought sugar was natural, you know, like I, I love fruit, no. right,
0: but they said that fruit is fiber based, oh. so it's it's fine, like the in the movie for Fed up, he said he's not worried about fruit, he's worried about like just straight sugar, and sugar's in everything.
1: yeah, so this is something I found very, very interesting in 1980, there were zero. That's one minus one. <laughs> zero. Goose <Zero>. egg. <laughs> there were zero cases of type 2 diabetes. In 2010, there were fi- 57,638 cases that's of diabetes.
0: 30 years. How do you jump from zero to over 50,000?
1: So that's... Essentially, sixty thousand people that have developed diabetes in thirty—a little bit over thirty years—right. Which so is it, it goes atrocious. From, it goes from not existing to sixty thousand people. Having. Right.
0: Which is a, a lot. Ninety to ninety-five percent of the people who live in the United States of America have type two diabetes. So, like, wait—I said that backwards. <laughs> 90 to 95 percent of the people who have diabetes in america have type 2 diabetes which is basically like your body just is not respond, uh, is not creating enough insulin
1: yeah so i i know you all are wondering why aren't we more informed about sugar
0: which is it's it's crazy because I had no idea that sugar was, like, bad for me. I, Growing up, I always thought too much sugar just meant cavities. No one has ever, like, they, it'll make you hyper. It's never been, It's it contributes to fat.
1: Honestly, I'm a little bit more well-versed in this. I read a I'm book. Not. Book recommendation.
0: Nerdgasm.
1: Called Sugar Blues by William Duffy. Okay. D-U-F-F-Y. I read it about four or five years ago. And so William Duffy wrote this book in the 70s. About 20 years after Mayer's study about exercise. Mm -hmm. And so Duffy argued that sugar was the most addictive substance on earth. And he kind of gave the history of sugar and sugar cane and how. Yeah, they talk about that. Yeah, they talk about them Fed Up as well. And, you know, the Caribbean and how the mass production of sugar cane as a result of slavery. And then he went on to say that we introduced kids to sugar light. So basically if people never have sugar, then it's like anything else, any other addiction. If you never have it, you don't know what you're missing. Right. But he said that, Hey, you know, we use sugar light. A carrot dangling on a stick. Say, Hey, if you be good, you can get some sugar. Hey, if you eat your veggies, You'll get some dessert, and so he kind of he goes on to talk about how uh, detrimental sugar is to our health. But I mean, honestly, I still like it.
0: Yeah, I mean, we just finished eating donuts; like, we need to get it together. But he's totally right in that Fed Up talks about how sugar is highly addictive, and it's everywhere. Eighty percent of the foods in the average grocery store have added sugar.
1: Yeah, well, it's not even just. It's not even just the food anymore. You know, Duffy went on to say how with capitalistic society, Mm -hmm. how we are using sugar for everything like cigarettes, for example. Right. I remember when I was a kid, my grandmother used to smoke and she used to always smoke like those big, long cigarettes, (laughs) like Virginia Slims. And so, you know, being a kid, hey, grandma, you shouldn't smoke. My teacher said that causes cancer. So, oh boy my cigarettes don't cause no cancer <laughs> and i was like are you addicted she was like no nah, i'm not addicted i can stop whenever i want so those old cigarettes like virginia slim some of the private uh-huh. ones they a little bit different but the mass production like cigarettes are like 20 percent sugar now
0: i had no idea
1: and specifically the ones that have anything green on the pack they have menthol so oh yeah like, Newports and, you
0: know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. I know what you're talking about. Yeah.
1: Man, they sugar. Like, and that, that's how they mass produce them. A, a lot of people, they say, oh, I'm, uh, I stopped smoking for three or four days and I had these headaches and they think they have withdrawals from like the nicotine, but I'd argue that they're really having withdrawals from the sugar.
3: Well,
0: first one, shout out to Mary Catherine Gavin for letting you know that salt has sugar in it. Like, that was what blew my mind. Like, unless you're using, apparently, unless you're using sea salt, you need to check the in, in the ingredients. They talked about in the movie Fed Up how sugar is underneath so many other names other than just sugar. So, if you have, like, iodized salt.
1: That's all we used in my house Right. Up.
0: If you have that, if you look on the back of, like, the Morton salt, it has dextrose, which is another name for sugar
1: but i thought that the iodized so i used to ask my mom right why do you always buy this salt with this iodine on it and she said that it added iron and so it was good for us
0: i don't know i know it has sugar in it now but when we were talking about like how addictive it is it's totally right in the movie did you peep that princeton experiment with the lab rats yeah. The cocaine addicted lab rats. Y'all, this is how addictive sugar is. Apparently it is eight times as addictive as cocaine.
1: Yeah. The, the rats that were that were on the cocaine, like they could put down the cocaine, but they wanted the sugar. Right. So is sugar and cocaine?
0: I have no idea. But the, the, the lab rats are given the option of either cocaine and they had already been like pre-addicted cocaine or sugar water. And 40 out of the 43 lab rats chose the sugar water over cocaine. That's scary. That's so scary. And it's like we're only supposed to have 9 to 10 grams of sugar a day. A day. It is so hard to find things without sugar in it. It's out of control. And, like, it's funny that you you mentioned cigarettes because, like, they kind of compare cigarettes to sugar in the movie fed up, which made it so much more poignant. And I could understand it so much more about how detrimental it is when they juxtapose it to big tobacco and calling it big sugar.
1: Yeah. You know, speaking of big sugar, what do you think about these like soft drink companies (laughs) sponsoring (sighs) the research?
0: It's just like, it's, I almost want to be like, it's propaganda. (laughs) Like they get on the inside. It's smart, honestly. Like Coca-Cola in in the movie, they talk about how the Coca-Cola pairs up with the American Academy of Family Physicians. They get on the inside. They produce this propaganda that says that sugar is not as detrimental as it actually is. And then people actually start to believe it. You know, 20 doctors resigned behind that that alliance between Coca-Cola and the American Academy of Family Physicians.
1: Yeah, so we had...
0: Propaganda. The, we had
1: the Mayor Report in 1953. Right. We had the Duffy book, I think, in 75. Right. And then in 1977, we had make the McGovern Report.
0: Right, which is when it said, basically, in 1977. Now, this is before we have this, like, obesity like overflow, they stated that the number one form of malnutrition is obesity, largely stemming from sugar. Largely stemming from sugar. And I keep saying it over and over again because I want you guys to check it because I started doing it. The American Heart Association recommends nine to 10 grams of sugar a day.
1: And so for you all that don't know, George McGovern was a former U.S. senator u.s congressman a house representative and i think he was a democratic nominee for president in right. 72
0: okay
1: so he had this report and it was largely falling on deaf ears mm-hmm. so he was a little bit before his time and you know fortunately he was doing this after his presidential run we know that some people only show up and turn up when they're running for president
0: oh yeah absolutely <clears throat> and then they disappear haters in the building <laughs>
1: so now it's 2016 right we know that sugar is highly addictive yeah out of like control we just learned it but we well yeah i just learned what it You just learned actually it. like yesterday yeah. <laughs> when
0: i watched the movie
1: it's been brought to my attention we now we know it's everywhere
0: but I feel like so many people actually don't know. And maybe it's because like I was ignorant of it for so long. But personally, I feel like most people don't know. And it, it honestly, like when FedUp brought it to my attention, I was like the government and I totally agree. The government is complicit in this entire situation. Like, look at what happened with the World Health Organization, which if you don't know, the World uh, Health Organization is a subset of the United Nations. And it tried to recommend that no more than 10% of our daily calories should come from sugar, which is more than the 9 to 10 grams of sugar that the American Heart Association recommends. And sugar lobbyists lost their minds. What do they do? So this is where we, we always talk about like how capitalism can be intrinsically problematic where you put, they basically put money over public health. They threatened to withhold $406 million that the United States was supposed to contribute to the World Health Organization if the recommendation wasn't deleted. And where'd it go? According to Fed Up, they got rid of it. $406 million? That's a whole lot of money.
1: It made me start to wonder if a lot of these other conditions can be attributed to sugar as well.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: So for those of y'all that don't know, I am a survivor of heart disease.
0: Snap, 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 snap. Yay. Ah, Crowd goes wild.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I had my first heart surgery almost 13 years ago now. Yeah. And so once I saw that the American Heart Association had some recommendations for sugar. So I have been diagnosed with hypertrophic cardiomyopathy.
0: Explain Um, what that means for the people.
1: So basically, the muscles around my heart are abnormally large.
0: Oh, your heart's too big. Yeah,
1: I got a big heart. Oh,
0: it's so precious. like the Grinch at the end of the movie. (laughs) Stop it.
1: (laughs) So, but I've never heard. You know, I've been to doctors all over. No one has ever talked to me about sugar intake at all.
0: I've never been talked to you about sugar intake.
1: I, honestly, I haven't even been talked about sodium intake.
0: Oh, I have. I've been talked about sodium intake. But that's just because, like, high blood pressure runs in my family.
1: Uh, yeah, but.
0: And I get hyped way too fast. Got to keep my So my is it really down. the
1: salt or is it the sugar in the salt that's causing hypertension? You
0: know what? And I don't know. I, does anyone know?
1: We had some good food
0: at your house today. Oh, we did. Naturally.
1: I saw your dad sprinkle a little salt while he was
0: cooking. Shout out to Papa Green. <laughs> My dad stays cooking. But, yeah, oh, no, he salts everything up. My mom actually has to stand over him and watch to make sure that he calms it down.
1: So what are you going to do now? Are you going to ask him to, like, cut back? or you just, you know, what are you going to
0: do? I'm going to keep on eating this free food. What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> but so, Maybe so, I'll get them to watch the documentary But so, they don't even talk about they, So
1: are you not fed up?
0: I'm totally fed up But I gotta get fed too You feel me? I think it's something that I wanna show my dad Definitely fed up is something that he needs to see But I think it's something that everybody needs to see I think I'm gonna show it to my athletes So for those of you who don't know I coach high school volleyball and coaching
1: for a change. Coaching
0: for a change And all today I think All I did was talk about sugar all I did was talk about sugar. So we're, we're definitely making it making it happen. But at the end of the day, the government needs to to kind of take more hold on what's going on.
1: So throughout this documentary, they follow four teenagers. Right.
0: And it's so sad. Like, it made me want to cry. Like, they were so miserable. And you watched them. You cry? I didn't cry. I said it made me want to cry. Hype beast. But, yeah, it's, like, four kids. You've got – so it's really sad. You've got uh, Brady Kluge, who's 15, from Easley, South Carolina, who's 215 pounds.
1: We have Maggie Valentine, 12, 212 pounds from Oklahoma City.
0: And she was, she was one of my favorites. Yeah,
1: she, and she was a swimmer. She swam right. four times a week.
0: Four times a week, and she's 12 and 212 pounds. Like, she's active. Like, you can't tell her that she needs to go exercise. She's, like, intensely swimming. But you also have Wesley Randall, who is 13. I didn't catch his weight, but he's from Houston, Texas. And... I really liked him. I thought he had a lot of really good insight whenever they gave him the camera to kind of like do his little mini confessionals.
1: Oh, yeah. And then we had Joe Lopez from Houston. Who was the
0: saddest case. Yeah,
1: 14, 400 pounds.
0: Right. So one of the things that was really interesting is I really liked how they did the childhood obesity kind of angle because, like, as we talked before, there's so many negative Images that are brought to our minds when we think of people who are obese or overweight and and a lot of it It's like they have no self-control, but then you look at these kids and it's like did they really make that choice? Are they choosing they're they're not They're those kids were miserable like crying It just broke my heart and one of the things that really really hurt me was Wesley said all of my bad choices and he's talking about like his food choices when he makes bad choices in terms of eating He makes them at school, he said at breakfast, at lunchtime, because based on like what they're served, he said, either you eat or you starve. And I was like, I see that every day in my cafeteria at school. Like either they have the choice of they can get a salad, but how many kids are going to pick a salad when you got nachos and pizza? And your only healthy option every day is to eat a salad. Who's picking a salad for lunch every single day?
1: And usually at school lunches, those salads are like pathetic.
0: Right. And not only that, I've got kids who don't eat. Like, and this is the crazy part. Where I work, 100% of the kids get free lunch. 100% of the students get free lunch. So they'll go through the line, type their stuff in, and then throw it in the trash. Like, might get the milk. Might get the milk. So, you got Ronald Reagan.
1: That's your boy.
0: No, Ronald. I am so with. I thought
1: you were with the party of Lincoln. What? And the party of Reagan. Excuse me? Oh.
0: Who are you talking to? Do you know who I am?
1: Yes. Mr. and Mrs. Green's daughter.
0: I <laughs> Totally not. I have so many strong feelings about Ronald Reagan. And uh, none of them are positive. But basically, here's another reason why Ronald Reagan is the devil. If you follow me on Twitter, I tweet about how Ronald Reagan is the devil all the time. In 1981, he cut $1.46 billion from the child nutrition budget. Because he was trying to, like, streamline our budget. Reaganomics. Right. But this is the problem. He literally... And the funny thing is, he, this happens in 1981. That's when people start saying that our obesity epidemic starts, oh. our child obesity epidemic starts, is right around 80, 81. He cuts out 1.46 billion dollars from the child nutrition budget, budget, and then all of a sudden, school cafeterias, because they're pinching pennies, can't make fresh food anymore.
1: So, let me just get this clear: you are saying that there's a direct correlation between childhood obesity and president ronald reagan
0: yeah yeah that's what fed up has led me to believe mm,
1: that's interesting
0: i'm just saying because it's it stops school cafeterias from stopping for to stop making fresh food from scratch and real ingredients that are not sugar infused to ordering cheaper ready-made food oh, and i know i'm gonna make a whole lot of people upset but i got so
1: basically you're coming at like mark now yeah okay. The same people that invest in those private prisons?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Who give them the mystery meat. We'll talk about private prisons later. But mm-hmm. I know I'm going to make people upset because I just said Ronald Reagan is the devil. But I'm okay with that. I mostly got that from the boondocks. <laughs> Doesn't Huey always say that Ronald Reagan is the devil? I never said that until I watched the boondocks. <laughs> so it's just like a quotable that I use. But...
1: So what would you refer to president obama because you know they kind of called him out and and here oh they
0: super call him out and they call michelle obama out but there are other reasons why i say ronald reagan i had dislike ronald reagan in the way that i don't dislike president obama i mean i got my problems with obama but they're different
1: yeah so you know in 2012 obama the healthy hunger free student act right which was supposed to reinfuse money into schools change regulations for what types of food should be served.
0: Right. And so because at that point in 2012 there was fast food served pretty much every day in more than half of the schools in the United States. Some sort of not just ready-made food, I'm talking like fast food like Arby's, Burger King, Pizza Hut. And the problem with Obama's 2012 like healthy hunger free student act is big sugar ran into action just in kind of the same way that it did with michelle obama's let's move campaign they tried to co-op the movement so with michelle obama's let's move campaign they decided just like they did kind of with uh, other research facilities that they were going to work together with her
1: so you saying that the obama's collaboration is detrimental to the people
0: i think it is I think the collaboration because once they once these big sugar companies have their hand in pot, they're not going to let you do what you want to do. They're like bamboozling people into thinking that it, this is like an isu- This is not an issue.
1: I think frozen pizza and French fries uh, were labeled as vegetables,
0: and that was one of the craziest parts of Fed Up. Is like you legitimately have congressmen and congresswomen standing up and saying that. No, in response to like Obama's Healthy Hunger Free Student Act that you can't get rid of pizza. You can't get rid of french fries because they're labeled as vegetables. Because honestly, when you start saying things are going to be healthy, that's going to cut into the the money for those big companies and they're funding a lot of these people just like we talked about with the nra and a lot of these congressmen and women are beholden to these big sugar companies these big fast food companies and they are killing our kids
1: but french fries do come from a potato they
0: do but they're fried
1: <laughs> they can be baked
0: is that a vegetable
1: at most schools no. french fries are baked no no what you mean? No, a baked potato isn't a potato.
0: It is, but it's not a French fry. Is it dropped in a bat of oil before it's baked?
1: Not the way I'm. Not the way I bake my French. Fries. Okay,
0: moving on. Right, but the problem is, is that every time someone tries to do something about this, like you had the Michael Bloomberg who was putting uh, a tax on all sugary drinks. That's happening in Philly right now. They're pushing back on putting uh, taxes on sugary drinks. You have like mostly conservatives talking about like the role of government in our private lives like they call it the nanny state who are we to choose what people choose to feed their kids or what people choose to put in their own bodies but if people actively don't know what they're putting in their bodies are they making a choice for real if they don't know their actual options
1: yeah but governments too big, according to some people
0: according to some people but do they even know like this is the thing Like. You, if you can't make an active conscious choice, like for me, prior to this, I was like, why would you put a tax on sugary drinks? That's dumb. Yeah, it's not healthy, like super healthy, but people can make that choice. But like people don't know how unhealthy it is.
1: So what about this whole skinny fat movement?
0: So I really like that Fed Up wasn't about like fat shaming in that way because they bring up this thing called metabolically obese, normal weight, or skinny fat. They're basically saying the worst fat that you can have is belly fat. And you don't have to be obese or overweight technically to have this dangerous belly fat that's like in and around your organs
1: but in 2015 95 percent of all americans will be overweight or obese that's what they predict that's what they're predicting but we're gonna do something about that
0: oh we absolutely have to because otherwise one in three according to fed up one in three people will be diabetic and you've got people asking is this going to be a national security issue like will be people will people be too big to fight we have to do something about it. We have to create solutions. And one of the things that I loved about the Fed Up movie was that it offered us solutions. And you know what? Ain't no free lunch. We're all about solutions. <laughs>
1: my mama told me she wanted to move, my, change my middle name to Solutions. <laughs> so, yeah, at Fed Up, they recommended a 10-day sugar detox.
0: So, alert, alert. So, one of my very best friends, Salita, she sent me this... I guess, sugar detox diet sort of thing uh, about a week and a half ago. I totally failed at it. I held strong for a couple of days, but I didn't really have background on it. And I was kind of just doing it out of solidarity because she was like, I'm doing it. You should do it too. And after watching Fed Up, I'm reinvigorated. Like, I have to do this 10 day sugar detox. Like, and Coop, whether he likes it or not, is about to start this 10-day sugar detox. All natural foods. No added sugar. No honey.
1: Honey is natural.
0: Yeah, but no. I'm going to get raw honey. No. It's sugar. You can have fiber.
1: How am I going to drink my, my hot tea?
0: You're going to drink it like water in a bag.
1: You you know, I mean, I can't get this voice without the tea.
0: Oh, my goodness. I have a voice without the tea. You'll be fine. Trust and believe.
1: So, no honey.
0: No honey. Like hold, it has like on. a whole list. What
1: about, what about sweet and low?
0: Sweet and low. <laughs> you know you can't have sweet and low. So I hope you enjoyed your donuts that you uh, got me to eat earlier. Splendor? No. No sugar. None. Cut it out. Tell the people that you're going to do this 10-day sugar detox.
1: So hold on. What Tell about, the people. Hold, what about ketchup?
0: Does ketchup have sugar in it?
1: Of course it does I know
0: mustard doesn't And that's my favorite condiment mm. So start eating mustard No barbecue sauce No salad dressing You better get that oil
1: Vinaigrette you mean? That oil <laughs> Oh my goodness
0: <laughs> So tell the people You're gonna do the 10 day sugar detox Say it so we can hold you accountable <laughs> He's really trying not to say it y'all
1: What about my bike?
0: No 10-day sugar detox or bust.
1: So we have to make this interesting. Like, just saying we're going to do it. it it's it's not going
0: to do it. So what do we got to do?
1: Loser buys lunch.
0: Loser buys lunch. So anybody who breaks the sugar detox between now and 10 days from now buys lunch.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This and you got to be
0: honest, though.
1: This has to be over by... The 4th of July, because I'm going to some cookouts.
0: Oh, yeah. It'll be over by July 2nd. Okay. No sugar? Looks like I'm about to get bought lunch. (laughs) You will not agree. Tell the people.
1: You know what? I'd appreciate some um, words of encouragement from time to time. I appreciate your thoughts and your prayers. You see
0: how he's dancing around it? Stay that you're going to do the 10-day sugar detox.
1: But attacking Cooper doesn't lose. So game on.
0: All right. Let's do it. <laughs> so. Who's going to join us? You're welcome to join us. Tweet us. Let us know. Let us know how it's going.
1: Thank you all for the voice memos.
0: Yeah. it's It's been the best. We actually have one to close out our show. But before we get to that, we have to finish the solutions that Fed Up gave us. So there needs to be access to healthy food. So I, I like to tell Wendell Pierce, he was on uh, Fed Up talking about how he's trying to eliminate food deserts.
1: Oh, isn't Wendell Pierce, isn't that saying same guy that played Clarence Thomas? Yeah,
0: but that just cause he played him doesn't mean. I mean, I was just beer. asking. Was oh just yeah, asking. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I don't like talking about uh, <clears throat> Justice Thomas. But he talk, talks about food deserts. And one of the things that I'm doing this, this summer is I'm doing research up in Connecticut
1: Oh, fancy.
0: Uh, yes, yes, yes. So I'm doing research up in Connecticut over the summer for two weeks. I'll be at Yale. And uh, one of the, the other people who are coming, other teachers that are coming to do research, there's a group from the DNA Nation, which is an American Indian nation in the four corners out in the... West, Western region. And I was talking to one of the the women from the Diné Nation. And if you don't know, the Diné Nation is about the size of West Virginia. Like that. It's like the size of West Virginia. And she said there are only four grocery stores that offer fresh food in the entire nation.
1: So. Four.
0: I the, think it was either the Diné Nation or the Navajo Nation. I'll have to fact check myself. But only Nava, four.
1: I think it was Navajo.
0: Right. And they only... Everything else are convenience stores. Talk about a food desert. That's like social, economic food injustice. And we know most of the food deserts are in low economic places, socioeconomic so so, places.
1: Yeah, so we have a few food deserts back home. and We've uh, got
0: plenty in, in Richmond.
1: Yeah, we are. So in Richmond, you all had those community gardens.
0: Right. And I mean, some of them are working. Some of them aren't. I know like the East End. So do you have one? Do I have a community garden? No.
1: Well, I think you should start one with your students. I'm sure that's a food desert.
0: It is actually a food desert around my school.
1: So you can barbecue a meal, dude. I
0: think we actually have a greenhouse at my school. And, like, my old principal said something about it, but I never paid her any attention. I've been all over that building. I have yet to find a greenhouse. I'm going to have to go back and ask.
1: So... Since you're the cool teacher, I am the cool teacher. Ms. I'm Green, the coolest the, teacher. The wannabe rapping machine.
0: Um, not wannabe. I spit fire. You know, <laughs> I think you. I
1: think I think your students would love for you to have a food desert, and you can teach to them, have a food desert. I mean, to have a community garden, And right. you, can, you can teach them about cultivating crops. Well,
0: I got to learn that myself.
1: You got Google, and you you can Google me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Get oh, goodbye, gal. So yeah
1: but cha- a cha- that's a challenge man
0: right all right let's see what i can do in the next year i gotta put oh, it together. in the next year yeah. so
1: that means you know by my estimations you're gonna allow probably 60 new kids in your in your schools become diabetics because
0: do you see how he's shaming me i don't see you offering to come over to the community garden i just told you to google it. okay exactly i'm with it let's go okay we'll we'll get it straight up listen to us so tomorrow tomorrow what
1: you gonna have some information about community garden
0: how am i gonna you better google it (laughs) like you told me
1: no i'm asking you need to ask your principal
0: i don't we don't have a principal yet not until july 1st our principal left
1: take a healthy risk
0: okay Anyway, they also tell you, like, one of the things that we need for a solution is Michelle Obama, first lady. We need you to condemn and demonize the food industry that is not doing what it's supposed to be doing.
1: I mean, I'm not, to be honest with you, that just sounds good in theory. She's about done with her And if she's
0: about done, what's the risk? If she's really serious about ending childhood obesity, she needs to step up to the plate. Sugar is killing people
1: yeah I'm, we're better off making this her yeah, project he's, after after he's already year, ready he for hillary
0: to be president so he's not worried about what
1: yes i'm with her
0: yeah yeah but we still have a couple more months but how effective will she be if she she could get it, it started She still while she has the platform
1: and then who's she she'll have a platform after she's finished. but it
0: will it be as big as what she has right now probably no, bigger no the, the cleanse
1: made theirs bigger after the office
0: yeah, clearly, because they were waiting for Hillary to get back into office. Hashtag, I'm voting for Jill Stein. So those are the couple of things, solutions that we have. Also, call your legislators. Write letters. Tell them you want warning labels on your food. Sugar needs, we need to have sugar intake percentages. You need to know if it says they're are 24 grams of sugar, that you're eating over 20, like, well, over 200% more sugar in a day than you need to.
1: All of that sounds great, but a lot of us, a lot of people in America don't care for the what they call the nanny state. They don't. Where the government is telling us exactly what to do.
0: How It's not telling us what to do to put the sugar percentage on the back of a label.
1: And so I think that what we probably should do, you know, I mean, we need to self-educate, educate our community and the people that we encounter. And, you know, we, we have to start living this ourselves
0: absolutely and, you know
1: I, th- I mean i think it sounds great oh the government's gonna do this but we know that they are a lot of them a bought
0: i mean that's what we're trying to do right now but at the same time like if we're not reaching the same amount of people as the government could reach we need to step up to the plate that's all i'm saying
1: we can get rid of them
0: we can we can vote them out of office I like that idea, brother. (laughs) So in closing, we have an amazing memo from a good friend of mine, Ruby. And Ruby has her Master's of Public Health from the University of Southern California and is a huge advocate of just like wellness, health. She gave me a title to give her. Thank you, Ruby, for all that you do. Yes, yes, yes. So Ruby is our consultant on all things Latina health and housewives because Ruby loves low-reality television. But she has kind of a final takeaway that she thinks that everyone should get out of watching Fed Up. And so we're going to leave you guys with that.
3: I think the biggest takeaway from Fed Up, in addition to you know, eat things that are fresh and that are real and that you know what the ingredients are in them is to be so wary of big business and private companies' involvements in public service and in the government because that's where a lot of the manipulation comes into play because lately there's been a trend in um, non-governmental organizations and civil society organizations across the globe, not just in the states, where for some reason... Uh, private companies want to be involved like coca-cola and pepsi want to be involved in these organizations that are trying to provide vaccines to children or um help with chronic disease and the biggest hypocrisy of it all is that they're the primary causes of this and you see coca-cola and pepsi sponsor uh sports organizations and um you know fitness programs but they're the cause of all of this stuff and um You just have to watch out for that stuff. And that's another reason, let me put a plug in against Donald Trump, is that everyone's selling him as a businessman and not a politician, but that's exactly what you should fear going into your presidency is someone who supports private organizations and businesses above everything. Because then, who knows, our government could become a corporation in itself as well, even though it kind of already is because these are the types of companies that are paying off our elected officials to not pass the bills that need to occur um, to improve our lives and make sure our health is okay, among other, several other
0: issues. Thank you so much, Ruby, for that. Tykeen, do you think we ate today?
1: I mean, can I be candid for a second? Go ahead. I kinda want something sweet. <laughs> you get on
0: my nose. We just had two donuts. I definitely think that we ate today. I'm going to definitely work on this sugar. Game on, guys. If you see either one of us eating something that's sugar-based, snitch.
1: Whoa. (laughs) We don't do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Looks like Tykeen's going to be buying us lunch. All right, guys. See you next week.
1: Take care.